Hello and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Perfect Keto. Guys, if you are interested in a great tasting keto-friendly bar with ingredients you can actually trust, you've got to try these perfect keto bars. The ingredients are things like almond butter, cacao butter, collagen protein, organic cocoa or cacao, uh, coconut oil, and it uses sunflower lecithin, which is actually really good for helping bioflow, and it's flavored with stevia. It tastes amazing. So gluten-free, dairy-free, no added sugars, preservatives, or artificial ingredients. They've got some amazing flavors. I really love the almond butter brownie. That is great. The chocolate chip cookie dough is fantastic. They also have a great salted caramel and a lemon poppy seed. These keto bars are a pre-made keto dessert without the guilt. I mean, think about it like an energy bar that tastes like a treat and supports your soft tissue recovery because of the collagen peptides that are in there. They also support, those peptides also support your skin, your hair, your nails, and your gut health. So remember, all natural ingredients, balanced keto macros, only three grams of net carbs, no sugar alcohols that can cause bloating and cramping, no artificial sweeteners, no dairy, no corn fiber. A lot of people have issues with corn fiber spiking their blood sugar, even though it's a fiber. No high carbohydrate binders like dates, honey, or chicory root fiber that a lot of other companies use that can also detrimentally impact your blood sugar. So a lot of things are out there marketed as keto but if you actually test your blood sugar, you'll have issues. And, I, and the developers of this, Perfect Keto, they actually rigorously tested this and went through over 14 different iterations to make sure this product will not spike your blood sugar. So if you want to try these out, which I would highly recommend, go to www.perfectketo.com forward slash Dr. Jockers, Dr. Jockers. So again, that's www.perfectketo.com forward slash Dr. Jockers. Use the coupon code Dr. Jockers, D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to save 15% off of these today. I know you'll love these. You should get more than one box because you are going to love these. Um, you're just going to really, really enjoy them. Great for snacks, great for uh, consuming them after meals, uh, for travel, all different types of things. So check them out today. 
Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Jockers Functional Nutrition Podcast, where we believe your body was created to heal itself. And if we arm you and equip you with all the proper resources, the right nutrition strategies, lifestyle strategies, then that's going to give you the greatest possible healing advantage in life. And so today we're going to talk about addressing inflammation. You know, inflammation is the root cause of all chronic degenerative conditions. It's an epidemic. Uh, there's so many people, thousands, millions of people uh, all over the world suffering with chronic inflammatory conditions, and we've got to do something about it. And so my guest is my good friend, Melissa Noor. If you're familiar with drjockers.com, you've been on our website, you'll have seen her work. She's one of our top writers, uh, creates amazing content, and she's also been coaching people. She's a certified bio-individual nutrition practitioner and certified health coach, and she's been working with people through my site now for, gosh, about three or four years mm -hmm. and uh, taking care of, uh, at this point, hundreds of, of different clients with a wide variety of health conditions and seeing amazing results. So welcome to the podcast, Melissa. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, I always love talking with you. <clears throat> you're certainly a, a very, very bright mind. You're, you're constantly looking at research and new findings that are coming out. And you're in the trenches working day by day with lots of different people. We were just talking before the call how busy you are with your coaching plans and your coaching schedule. And so I think it's important that people hear from somebody that's really working one-on-one -on -one with, I mean, you probably have like 50 clients, actively active clients right now. And so Definitely. you're seeing so many different issues. And so um, it's just so important we, we have this kind of conversation. So let's start by talking about what inflammation is and what are some of the, the root causes that are creating inflammation. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason I wanted to talk about inflammation is because, like you said, I do see a variety of different conditions that people are experiencing. And the thing that's at the root of most of them is inflammation. So everyone can benefit from what we're going to talk about today, just tips for reducing inflammation. And really to, to heal, you've got to implement these steps. So um, yeah, there's two types of inflammation. Not all inflammation is bad. When we're injured or our bodies encounter a pathogen, then we experience acute inflammation. And this is our natural protective mechanism of our body to help us heal. This lasts just a short while and generally resolves itself in a few days. What we're going to focus on today is more of the chronic inflammation. So this is systemic inflammation. It's the low-lying, um, chronic, just long-term inflammation. And most people experience some form of that. So there's a lot of things that can cause it, and it can lead to, like we said, a lot of conditions. Yeah, let's talk about some of the major symptoms that somebody might experience if they're, if they're having chronic inflammation. Wow, there's a variety of symptoms, definitely. So, well, and you know, it depends on their condition that is being manifest by the chronic inflammation, but anything from heart conditions to metabolic syndrome. So a lot of people have excess weight they can't get off due to insulin resistance. Um, liver issues, they don't detox well because of inflammation. And then, of course, it can even lead to things like cancer and Alzheimer's. Yeah, for sure. And and why does the body create this kind of inflammatory process? Why, you know, you talked about acute inflammation. Why does it stay ongoing? 
basically what happens, inflammation is very complex. So it involves the body's white blood cells and they produce different chemicals like antibodies and cytokines. And these are released into the blood or the affected tissues to try to help fight the foreign invader. But what happens over time is we can't... We're constantly dealing with an onslaught of different things. So I like to give my clients this analogy of like our bodies are a bucket. And so we constantly have things being put into the bucket like toxins and a poor diet and stress and not sleeping well. And over time, our bucket gets full. And and that's usually when these chronic conditions manifest. So we've got to address all these things that are going into the bucket to help it from getting from spilling over into some type of serious condition. Yeah, it's a great analogy, understanding that, you know, your bucket may be filling up now. You may not have any symptoms, but it may be filling up and you want to constantly be, in a sense, reducing the load that's on that. And when I think about inflammation, you know, we look at human history, chronic infections have actually, or systemic infections have killed more people throughout the history of mankind than anything else. That would be like a bacteria getting into your system, getting into your brain and your spinal cord and causing meningitis and you die or bacterial pneumonia or something along those lines. And so our body, in order to survive humanity, we've adapted. We've created this process called inflammation and inflammation protects us from dying quickly from an, an infection that spreads throughout our body. And so that's a great thing. However, the problem is, like you were saying, when we have, for example, damage to our gut lining and we're constantly having bacteria and large proteins seeping into the bloodstream, it's constantly telling the body, wow, we're at risk for some sort of pathogen from invading the different tissues and creating this uh, chronic systemic infection that could kill me quickly. So we're constantly ramping up that inflammatory process. And it's just an all day 24 seven thing that's happening. Plus if we're under stress, you know, our body associates stress with like, you know, being at risk for dying, for example. Um, You know, so basically our body's doing the best it can to protect us from the thing that has killed more people throughout the history of mankind than anything else. But unfortunately, when we don't modulate that or balance that over time, it just damages our tissues. We can live a long time with chronic inflammation. We just don't live well. And uh, that's what we're seeing happen in our society today. What are some of the main tissues that we're seeing being damaged by inflammation? Well, the brain, the heart are two of the main ones. Any of our cells, I often will see people with digestive issues due to chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. And then loss of muscle tone, like I said, weight gain is a major issue. Um, it, It even accelerates skin aging. So you can see it in people's skin. I like to do Zoom calls with my clients because I can tell a lot just by looking at them. Um, you know, chronic inflammation is really common with people with joint pain and loss of mobility. So definitely something to address. Um, but really, our entire body can be affected by inflammation. And that's why it's so important to look at all the factors that are causing it and go step by step with people 
you know, to walk them through what can you do? Because a lot of people come to me and they're hopeless about healing. You know, they've been to a lot of different doctors. They've been on this healing journey for so long. And that was my story. So I have such a heart for working with them and trying to give them that hope and motivation and empowerment to really take steps to change their life and heal. And the great thing about it is a lot of these things that cause inflammation are in our control. We we can really do a lot to mitigate the effects of inflammation by reducing our exposure. So if inflammation is the root of disease, then what's at the root of the root is what I like to mm. say to people. So what what's causing that inflammation? And let's go step by step in addressing those causes. And over time, you know, people will feel badly for so long that they almost don't realize how badly they feel until they start feeling better. And then it's like, wow, you know, and, and so, and, and that can be motivating in itself when they don't feel tired every day. They don't need a nap every day. They wake up feeling refreshed and they're ready to take on the day and don't have pain when they walk. You know, I had a one client that came to the clinic that I work in and I'll never forget her first follow-up visit. And she teared up telling me how she doesn't hurt when she walks anymore. She had an autoimmune condition that was really debilitating for her. So it's just a lot of, but it was all just things she was doing. The, the tips that you and I share with our clients, you know, she just started implementing and she was very dedicated and she saw the results very quickly. Yeah, that's amazing. And so what are the root causes? You talked about the root cause of the root cause. So what yeah. are some of the big root causes that you're seeing that are promoting inflammation? Well, diet is always key. You know, we live in America and they call it the standard American or sad diet because it really is sad to see people eat the foods that are available. And a lot of those foods or most of them cause inflammation. You know, if you go fast foods or processed foods, the high sugar foods, the, the oils, like the vegetable oils, you know, people think vegetable oil would be healthy because it says vegetable, but it's really not. There's highly processed seed oils and they cause all this oxidative damage in our bodies. So the conventionally raised meat and dairy, um, gluten containing foods. So all of those are just very toxic to our bodies. I like to tell my clients that food can either heal or damage their body. So everything they're putting in their mouth, uh, you know, ask yourself, is this serving me? Is it giving me the nutrients I need to perform my best and to heal my body? Because I really like to look at it instead of as a diet, as as a nutrition plan. So nutrient density, plant-based, whole food diet, that's really what I encourage my clients to have because food truly can heal. There are anti-inflammatory foods. You're getting the grass-fed meat and dairy, the pastured chicken, the um, non-starchy vegetables is typically what I recommend. Some people do really well on some of the moderate carbohydrate vegetables and the root vegetables can be very healing. But for most people, their carbohydrate intake is too high, creating blood sugar imbalances. So I really try to help people work on foods that can help steady their blood sugar. Lots of healthy fats like avocados and olive oil and uh, grass-fed butter is awesome. 
and then lots of herbs and um, also things like garlic and onions and chive. Those um, sulfur vegetables are great to add. So food is really the first thing I like to focus on with people. And that's a great place to start because that's something that we can really control. And uh, like you were talking about, three big changes. Number one, getting rid of sugars and grains. Those promote inflammation. It's like throwing gasoline on a fire. Right. Number two, getting rid of the bad fats, those processed vegetable oils like you talked about, corn oil, canola, soybean oil. You see those in processed foods and also a lot of condiments. So you got to really look at your condiments as well. And then number three, getting rid of the conventionally raised uh, animal products. We want we want to go with the grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised animal products, significantly less toxic metabolites that are in those, better fatty acid ratios, more nutrient density. So it's always what we're looking for there. Now, I know you've done advanced training in bio-individual nutrition. And so when you start to see certain patterns, let's talk about some of the other therapeutic diets that you use. Well, definitely like a low FODMAP diet. I use that quite a bit because a lot of my clients have what's called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO. And even healthy foods can be high in FODMAPs and including things like fermented foods. So they can really see some relief of their symptoms with using a low FODMAP diet. There's also diets like a low oxalate diet, low salicylate diet. There's a variety of different diets. We really try to tailor diet to the individual. We don't have a one-size-fits-all diet. Um, So depending on what the individual person's dealing with, I have a lot of clients with autoimmune conditions, and we have an excellent autoimmune elimination program that I put people through. The client I was mentioning earlier, we use that with her. And it's an elimination diet to really try to eliminate those foods that are causing that overactive immune response in the body. Because when a person has a food sensitivity, every time they eat that food, even a healthy food sometimes, um, they can be sensitive to. So every time they eat the food, their immune system over responds to the food. And that creates a lot of inflammation. It can damage the gut lining like you were talking about earlier. So uh, a variety of different nutrition plans and programs and really trying to take out foods that can be harming or creating an immune response and including foods that are healing and and serving the person with wherever they are at the time. Yeah, there's a statement in natural health that says what may be one man's superfood may be another's poison, right? So you could take even something like an egg, or if you look at it from a nutritional biochemistry perspective, eggs are one of the most nutrient-dense foods, especially if you get it organic, pasture-raised eggs, so rich in healthy fats, fat-soluble nutrients, good, clean, highly bioavailable protein. However, there's a lot of individuals out there that have an immune reaction. So their immune system gets fired up when they consume eggs and it promotes massive amounts of inflammation in their system. So we can't just look at the nutritional quality of a food. We also have to have to consider how somebody's immune system is reacting to each particular food. And that's like what you were talking about. And that's really where bio-individual nutrition comes in. Because if somebody's reacting to foods that are prebiotic foods, right? We hear a lot about prebiotics being really healthy for the body, but that's only for a certain percentage of the population. There's a another percentage that 
they have too much fermentation going on in their small intestine. Like you were talking about, they have bacterial overgrowth. And so they consume something like broccoli or garlic or onions, which from a nutritional chemistry perspective are great foods. But when they consume those, they get too much fermentation and there's a release of a lot of toxic compounds and that ends up creating bloating. Uh, it stimulates more inflammation throughout the body, including uh, issues that could affect the brain. <clears throat> and so again, once the inflammatory cascade gets set off, it can affect any single organ system in the body. For some people, they get anxiety and brain fog and maybe fatigue. And that's, those are related to inflammation in the brain. For other people, they may end up getting eczema or rashes or hives or something along those lines. That's related to inflammation in the skin. For other people, they may end up starting to lose some hair and having trouble losing weight and um, getting constipated. And that could be inflammation of the thyroid, right? So right. it depends on the individual and you know we're all unique, but we've got to look at those major triggers. And that's one of the great things that you do with uh, the bio-individual nutrition that you work with, with your clients. Now, going beyond nutrition, what are some of the other major factors you're seeing? Well, stress and sleep are two other things that I really talk a lot about with my clients. The nutrition, stress, and sleep to me are equal mm -hmm. as far as if, if you're not sleeping well, then your diet can be perfect, but you're not going to feel well. And stress is the same way. So chronic stress, uh, it causes inflammation by modulating key inflammatory pathways. It also induces behaviors that lead to more inflammation, like poor eating habits and lack of exercise and drinking alcohol and things like that. Uh, I've seen uh, chronic inflammation can lead to things like depression and overlapping diseases because they're linked to that pro-inflammatory release due to chronic stress. Stress affects your digestive system. Um, I've had a lot of clients tell me when they get stressed, they'll know they'll have IBS type symptoms, for example, or have to run to the restroom. And um, that's because their body is in fight or flight. And a lot of us are walking around in fight or flight. That's the sympathetic nervous system. And it can be overactivated where you're stuck in sympathetic for too long. So the parasympathetic is your rest and digest nervous system. And when you're in fight or flight sympathetic mode, then the rest and digest is compromised. And so that's how the body leads, can lead the body to all these digestive issues that I was talking about. So it's really important to address stress. Deep breathing is one of my favorite ways. And just getting out for a walk in nature, it's amazing what that can do for the body. You get the vitamin D from the sunlight, you get fresh air, you're getting exercise just by a simple walk. So trying to do that every day is great. And then prioritizing sleep. Sleep is really critical. I have, um, you know, a lot of my clients are trying to get by on five to six hours of sleep and they wonder why they don't feel well each day. And most people can't do that. Like there's a few people who may be able to do that, but for most people that's going to catch up with you. And I've seen it over and over with people. And when you have poor sleep habits and you're deficient in sleep, then you're more likely to have blood sugar imbalances. And those blood sugar imbalances are another cause of chronic inf inflammatory responses. So it also increases cortisol, 
Um, you know, sleep deficiencies are linked to obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, a lot of different conditions. So making sure you're in bed by 10 p.m. every night is one of my top tips for sleep. You know, having a consistent bedtime schedule where you're getting in bed, turning the phone off. I can't tell you how me and my clients sleep with their phone next to their head. And I tell them, put it on airplane mode, put it in the bathroom. Your alarm will still go off on airplane mode. You know, a lot of them use it for an alarm. So like that is not an excuse. Put it on airplane mode. You don't want those EMFs all night long right there next to your brain. And then using blackout curtains or a sleep mask, because most people sleep better in complete darkness, a low temperature, um, you know, so a very cool room can be helpful. And then avoiding artificial light, like get off your device at night. Don't sit there on your device till midnight and then wonder why you can't fall asleep. You won't be able to fall asleep because it just keeps your brain going. So just some different strategies, but really trying to prioritize sleep and do everything you can to manage stress. We all have stress, especially in the world we're living in. So you've just got to make whatever steps you can to reduce the stress in your life and make it a priority because it is, it's essential for your health. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. And so uh, when I think about sleep, I think about detoxifying and draining the brain. And so just like you talked about sleep disorders are associated with metabolic disease, diabetes, blood sugar issues, weight loss resistance, also very much associated with dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, neurodegenerative conditions, because you've got to basically take the trash out of the brain. That's what happens when you're sleeping. So very, very important. We prioritize that. And that's really when we heal. Um, That's when we're regenerating. So very critical. And then when we're stressed, especially if we're stressed when we're eating, you know, I tell people all the time, the concept of fast food, not just the, the food quality there, but also the con- the idea of it, it's really not congruent with human health because when we're on the go or stressed, we are shunting blood flow away from our digestive organs. We, um, we're in fight or flight. So all the blood's going to the muscles, the extremities, when we take some deep breaths or, you know, like in our house, we'll pray before we eat that act of gratitude and deep breathing tells the body, okay, let's turn on the vagus nerve or the parasympathetic nervous system, start activating stomach acid, bile flow, pancreatic enzymes. We can really digest this food effectively. If we don't do that for eating on the go, we're not going to get that digestive juice release and actually eating the food, even if it's healthy food can cause a lot more inflammation in the body because we're not digesting it properly. And it's really even more, I mean, food, food quality is super important, but also your ability to process and digest it may be even more important than, uh, than even the food quality. So you want to prioritize, right. you want to really protect those meal times. I think that's very important. Now, what are some, uh, some other things? I mean, you talked about stress, sleep, uh, nutrition, all great things for people to get started with, good foundation. What are some other areas that need to be addressed? Especially, let's say somebody's done a lot of these things, still struggling. Well, often they'll have some type of underlying infection, like you were mentioning a little bit ago, chronic infections. I see that a lot with my clients. We have some great testing so we can really identify and address the actual infection that the person has. But those are very common. So bacteria, viruses, parasites have a lot of clients with fungal infections uh, like candida. 
Uh, so they, they escape our immune system by modulating the immune response. And so this can cause inflammation. So it's really important to address those chronic infections. Yeah, for sure. And so you have things like, for example, H. pylori, that mm-hmm. is a normal inhabitant of our gut microbiome, but when it grows out of uh, proportion with other bacteria, it lives in the stomach and it can survive stomach acid. In particular, it shuts down your body's ability to produce stomach acid. When that happens, you're not going to be able to digest your food well, and it can also be a vector for other pathogens because stomach acid is a way that we sterilize our gut, right? We sterilize the food that's coming in. And now that when we don't produce enough, now it allows for more pathogens to come in and uh, find home and start to uh, cause more problems in our system. So that would be one, for example, uh, that you look at parasites, bacterial overgrowth, all those things can be major issues. So infections um, definitely need to be addressed. What are some, what are some warning signs that somebody might have infection, an infection in their gut? A lot of digestive symptoms. So I often have clients with bloating, really bad gas, constipation or diarrhea, uh, food intolerances where they just do not feel well after they eat. Some people, I have clients that can barely eat anything without it really provoking a negative response in their body. They're afraid to eat. So those are the most common things I see. But even with gut issues, you can have symptoms like brain fog. Um, You can have sugar cravings. Candida can lead to sugar cravings, for example. So it can really manifest itself in a variety of ways. That's why testing is great. So we can really identify what you're dealing with. Guys, I just want to interrupt this podcast to tell you about one of my favorite superfood chocolate powders. It's called Cacao Bliss. You see, cacao is unprocessed chocolate, and it is rich in neuroactive alkaloids that boost dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins. These are your feel-good neurotransmitters that really make you feel alive and well. And it's also rich in polyphenols like EGCG, which we think about when we think of green tea that helps protect your brain and your body from oxidative stress, helps you age more effectively and feel better than ever. And my favorite brand of cacao powder is Cacao Bliss because they use 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, which allows them to maintain their full integrity of powerful health benefits. They blend it with turmeric, one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory herbs on the planet. They put in MCT oil and coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper, and they sweeten it with monk fruit, which is an all-natural sweetener that does not impact your blood sugar. And those compounds like cinnamon, MCT oil, really help stabilize your blood sugar. So this is a fantastic powder. You can put in almond milk, coconut milk. You can put it in your protein shakes. You can use it for baking if you're making chocolate muffins or a chocolate cake or making a chocolate protein shake like I do almost every single day. This is a fantastic mix to throw in there. It's gonna help enhance your mood, your memory, and your mindset really help you experience pure bliss. That's why they call it cacao bliss. So guys, if you are a chocolate lover, maybe a superfood enthusiast, or just someone who wants to experience life at a higher level, I invite you to try out cacao bliss today. If you go to the website earth 
echofoods.com forward slash David Jockers. Let me spell that for you. E-A-R-T-H-E-C-H-O-F-O-O-D-S.com forward slash David Jockers. Use the coupon code David at checkout to get 15% off of the Cacao Bliss. And this is a low carb, gluten-free, GMO-free, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly superfood powder that you will love. So try that out today. Again, use the coupon code David at checkout, earthechofoods.com forward slash David Jockers. Use the coupon code David to get 15% off today. Yeah, for sure. And and to tack on what you were saying, anxiety and depression oftentimes and insomnia actually all can be related to infections as well. Like you were talking right. about with, with candida. Candida is releasing acetaldehyde and gliotoxin, which are poisons for the brain. Um, parasites release a whole bunch of different toxins that can affect the brain. So a lot of times these mood disorders they're not a chemical imbalance. They're really related to brain inflammation. And that could be coming from the gut because there's this intimate connection between the brain and the gut. There's this constant crosstalk where the brain is sending signals to the gut and the gut sending signals back up to the brain. And when we have a problem in one of those areas, it can actually affect the other area. If you have a concussion, it can actually cause more problems with your gut function. And if you have um, a gut infection, it can cause a lot of problems with your brain function, your mood, your uh, ability to think sharply and quickly. So definitely an important area to address. I know we do do some uh, advanced testing there. What are some of the, the labs you like to look at for, uh, for gut infections? We have a stool panel called the GI map. I use that one quite a bit. It's very helpful. I like that test because not only does it look for pathogens like parasites, bacteria, H. pylori, and candida, it also gives us several markers of overall intestinal health. And there's a marker there for inflammation in the intestine. So that, that's a great test to look at. We have a blood test. You know, there's several markers on the blood test that can show us whether someone has high or low level of inflammation, such as C-reactive protein, that's an acute phase reactant. And what that means is it goes up or down directly related to the amount of inflammation in the body. Another ferritin, it's, it's also an acute phase reactant. So looking at both of those, we use the organic acids test a lot. It's a very easy at-home urine test. So it's one I often recommend for most of my clients, including children, because that one's an easy one to have children do. They don't have to go to a lab and have a blood draw. They just do a urine test first thing in the morning and um, send it back. And that gives us a ton of information. I always say that's got a lot of bang for the buck because you have 75 markers on that test, including mitochondrial function, neurotransmitters, uh, amino acids, fatty acid oxidation, detox, a lot of different things. So those are three of my most recommended tests, the GI map, organic acids, and then our comprehensive blood analysis. Yeah, that's good. Those are fantastic labs to look at. You can find those on drjockers.com. We offer all those labs. And uh, Melissa is one of our coaches that goes over those results with people. Um, Let's talk about some other factors, toxins. How big a role are toxins playing when it comes to inflammation? Absolutely huge. And the thing about toxins is they're impossible to avoid. So we live in such a toxic world. There's 85,000 chemicals that are used in the United States. They're found in our air, our water, our rain, uh, personal care products, cleaning products, just everything's toxic. So we have to really do what you can to reduce your toxic load. 
um, by looking at labels. You know, there's a, some apps out there that you can download on your phone so you can check barcodes and it'll tell you how toxic things are. Environment, Environmental Working Group has some great lists for sunscreens and personal care products and cleaning products. They also have a, you can put in your zip code and it'll tell you what's in your water supply. So that's pretty incredible. Um, but exposure to toxins causes the body to produce a lot of inflammatory mediators. And when you're repeatedly exposed, you know, like we've been talking about with other things like the chronic viral infections, it's really that repeated exposure that just overwhelms our immune system and causes increased inflammation. So it just fills up that bucket. And, and our bodies have a natural detoxification system. You know, they're, they're God designed them incredibly so that we detox, but we just can't keep up with the burden because of the huge load of toxins out there. So it's really important to use detoxification strategies. Exercise, just sweating is one of the best ways to detox. If you have access to a sauna, that's fabulous. But if you don't, get out and and exercise because the exercise itself and the sweating, we, we detox through our skin. Our skin's our largest organ. So that's a great way. Uh, one of my favorite things is coconut oil pulling. We have so much bacteria in our mouths. So doing oil pulling around 10 minutes a day, and all you do is put coconut oil in your mouth, incredibly inexpensive, swish it around for around 10 minutes and spit it out in the trash. Don't swallow it. Don't spit it in the sink because over time it will fill up your sink. So just spit it in the trash. And then, you know, the greens, the, the herbs like dandelion, cilantro, those are very detoxifying. So I love to do green juices or green powders um, you have to help with detox. So those are some of my favorite strategies. Yeah. And, and also, you know, making sure you're hydrating really well. Cause, uh, you know, beyond, you know, basically the way we're eliminating toxins from our body, respiration is really important. So breathing or right, exercise helps you with that. And also take deep breathing practices, sweating. So perspiration, like you were talking about exercise or, um, doing something like sauna therapy can really help. You know, if you in the summer months, get outside and move your body a lot. Right. And you'll naturally be sweating. I know we live in Georgia here, so it's, uh, it doesn't take long. Sweat a lot. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and then, you know, you want to make sure you're peeing and pooping out the toxins. You got to make sure you're having good quality bowel movements. You really should have about one good solid bowel movement per meal that you eat. So if you're eating three meals a day, you really should be having, I mean, at least two, if not three good quality bowel movements, you should feel clean. Like your, your system should just feel clean. Um, after you finish with your bowel movements. And you also want to pee your way to good health, right? You want to make sure you're drinking a lot of water. I know, you know, for years, my clients have always said, I feel so much better, like after they start following our programs, but I have to go to the bathroom every hour, right? I've got to go pee every hour. And I'm like, that's actually a good thing. Like if, right. when, you're a, when you're awake, not when you're sleeping, uh, going pee every hour is a sign that your body is draining toxins. That's actually a very good thing, good strategy. I mean, if you're going three hours without having to pee, you're not drinking enough water. You need, need to make sure you're hydrating well. Um, and so that's going to help open up those drainage pathways and really flush things through. You talked about some of those bitter herbs. You know, I always say bitter right, is good for yes. the liver, right? You get those bitter herbs. And that's actually a, a, a taste that, you know, in our society today, most people stay away from. But you think about things like cilantro and ginger and parsley, 
you know, they've got that dandelion, got this kind of bitter flavor to it, that astringent type of uh, a flavor. And that is really good for stimulating the liver and the liver is going to deactivate toxins. And it's also very good for helping dump bile and move bile. And bile is actually not only how we emulsify fat, but also how we carry toxins out through the stool. So we got to get that good release. Those kind of herbs help with that. So what is a, what kind of, um, you know, let's just say somebody you're getting started with somebody, what would be an example of like a good nutrition plan for starters? You know, you don't know if they need more bio-individual approach, but what would that sort of anti-inflammatory nutrition plan look like on a, let's say a, a day in the life? That's a great question. So you want me to give you a typical like day's menu yeah. type thing? Okay, great. Yeah, or um, even like strategies. You can even throw in like strategies that they can apply throughout the day, you know, um, and so let's say they, you know, they're, they're a busy mom, right? That's out there that taking care of me. three kids or four kids like you. Um, yes. And they want to be healthy, but they also have a busy life, right? What do they do? Okay, that's a great question. I'll kind of go through my day because I, I usually put my clients on a similar plan to what I'm doing. Um, so I love for people to wake up in the morning and have a big glass of water with lemon. So fresh lemon, I do that every morning. It helps you get your digestive juices flowing. It helps with detox. Uh, a lot of people that can help with bowel movements. And then I typically will do a greens powder. I like to do a greens powder before I go work out. I feel like it gives me some energy. And then I encourage people to get some exercise early in the morning. You know, I get out for my walk early in the morning and it just you know, wakes you up. It's good for um, you getting your cortisol going and just really starting your day in a great way. And I use that time for prayer and gratitude and worship and just getting my mindset right for the day. And then breakfast, um, and not everyone, I, a lot of my clients, we do, we do intermittent fasting, and that depends on the person, but a great breakfast that I encourage, I love smoothies, because you can just pack a lot of nutrition into a smoothie. So we'll do some unsweetened coconut milk with some frozen berries. I love our gut healing protein. I, I use that personally. Um, and I always put flax seed in, whole flax seeds. Um, there's so many benefits to flax seeds. I did an article and just researched flax seeds and I bought some that day and haven't stopped using them since. And then um, lunch, I typically do a salad. I love big salads because you can pack so much nutrition into a salad. So I put a variety of vegetables. I try to do things in season, usually a spring mix, some um, grilled chicken if I want to do a protein like that or I do nuts and seeds and avocado uh, olive oil on top it's just such a, a healthy fat it you know even though it's a salad there's so much nutrition in it that it helps to steady my blood sugar so I can be at the clinic all afternoon and I don't get hungry because I eat a big salad but I also put sprouts in there I love broccoli sprouts great for women's health um, great for cancer just powerful um, of food and then dinner, or, and for most people, this is what I recommend, just some form of grilled chicken. Um, I, I like to tell people, make half your plate green vegetables or cauliflower or, you know, some of those low carbohydrate vegetables. I grew up in South Georgia and we were meat eaters. So at least half the plate would be the, the meat, you know, and then maybe a little bitty vegetable and then a big potato or rice or, you know, high starchy carb. Um, and so, and, and I've 
converting all of my family. It's taken a while, but they're all coming around. It's so awesome to see. But um, instead of that, make most of your plate green vegetables and, and then do, you could do a half a sweet potato and then a, a small grass fed steak or wild caught salmon. I love salmon. I encourage people to have that once a week just for those healthy omega-3 fats. Or you could do some chicken, um, some pastured chicken, or even have breakfast for dinner and have some eggs. Like, like you were saying earlier, you really can't beat an egg from a nutrition standpoint. And, you know, when you get those pastured eggs, you can see that dark orange yolk. It's so beautiful. I even just see the nutrition. I like to show my, I'll do um, things for kids where I'll, I'll show them the differences of foods and, and I'll show them the difference in a conventional egg and a pastured egg. And you can see that dark orange and they're like, wow, that, that really does make a difference. And another thing for kids, any of you moms who are trying to get them eating healthy, when you cut open vegetables, a lot of the times you can see beautiful patterns. So cut the stalk off of celery and look at it. It looks like a flower. That's just one example. There's so many different foods that when you look at them, they're, they're beautiful. And, and get kids in the kitchen, get them cooking with you. It, even if they even if it's foods they don't think they will eat, if they help prepare it, they're more likely to try it. And then once they try it, they're more likely to like it. It might not be the first time, but just keep doing it. I've got two really healthy eaters, two that I'm still, you know, trying to encourage, but, you know, I, I, I won't give up on that and you shouldn't either because they will come around. But So that's a typical day for me. Yeah, those are great tips. I really like that. So let's talk about some of your favorite foods. What is your favorite healthy fat? Avocado. Avocado. No doubt. Yep. I love avocados. What's I love to make guacamole. Yeah, I love guacamole. Absolutely. What is your favorite protein food? Steak, for sure. Um, I, I do butcher box, box meats yeah. a lot, so the grass-fed steaks are great. Yeah, Butcher Box, great company to get grass-fed steaks. Also, U.S. Wellness Meats, they have, they've got- Yes, I've, I've used those too. Those are great. Yeah, both, both good companies. Um, what is your favorite fruit? Strawberries, no oh, doubt. Yeah. And yep. those are one of the highest pesticide uh, fruits or, yeah, or foods. So you really have to get those organic. And it can be painful sometimes because like today they had the conventional strawberries, $1.50, and those- the organic were four dollars, but uh, yeah, they're trying to tempt you. Worth it, <laughs> no, right? Exactly. It's, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, if you do end up getting them conventional, you can try to obviously clean them off as well as you can. You can do like a little water, water with a little bit of vinegar in there, and try to get some of that off. But a lot of it does get into the actual fruit itself, like deep within it, so you can't get all of it. But you can get a little bit. So that's something. They also have like different sprays that. Um, are natural. There's like a fruit and veggie wash that you can spray it down with. So those are things that you can use. How about favorite vegetable? Probably cauliflower. I'm really obsessed with cauliflower because you can, I love cauliflower pizzas. I love mm. cauliflower rice. You can just do so much with cauliflower. I even make cauliflower nachos. And I, I made those in South Georgia at Christmas for my family. Nice. And they love them. You know, oh, I have to tell you a great story. So this past weekend, 4th of July, I made a cauliflower pizza. We're at the lake. And then my dad had DiGiorno in the 
freezer. So I made one of each, did not tell anybody anything. And I took a picture for a, a friend of mine who's also in the health industry. And the cauliflower pizza was gone. Like there was one sliver and there was barely any of the other one gone. I mean, it was just so awesome. And so I told my dad afterwards that it was cauliflower. And he's like, well, that really was good because there was no doubt. So that's why I love cauliflower. You can do so many things with it. So it's a great substitute for rice. I'll use that with curries or if I'm doing Mexican, I'll do cauliflower rice instead mm. of tortillas or, or regular rice. So that would definitely be my favorite. That was a good trick, a little blind taste test. Yeah. That, uh, sometimes can help. You take the bias out of it. Yeah, my family, we love the cauliflower pizzas. They also have cauliflower chips now too that I know Whole Foods has that uh, my wife Angel really loves. Um, so that's another option too. We make mashed potatoes out of cauliflower on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Uh, which tastes great. Basically, it's like butter um, and cauliflower, more or less, and then right. herbs, you know, salt and herbs right. and things like that. And uh, yeah, it tastes really, really good. So I'm a fan of that too, cauliflower. How about um, your favorite spice, favorite herb? Um, that's a great question. So probably rosemary. Mm. I really love rosemary. Um, I just love the taste of rosemary. But I also, Bragg's has a an herbal blend, a no-salt herbal blend. So I like to use that because it's so many different herbs and it tastes delicious on anything, the vegetables or chicken or anything. So, um, But rosemary is really good on lamb chops with sea salt and olive oil. I've never tried that. So that's probably why I love yeah. rosemary. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so good. And rosemary is actually easy to grow and yes. it actually enhances the amount of acetylcholine in your brain, which basically is a key neurotransmitter that that is active in your hippocampus where you store memory. So it actually helps with uh, memory. Rosemary is also potent antioxidant, so it helps protect your brain from oxidative stress and degeneration. So really good one to be able to use. And you can use it as a breath freshener too. So like after a meal, instead of having Tic Tacs or gum or something like that, that's loaded with chemical toxins, you throw in some rosemary or maybe some fennel seed or parsley or something like that really freshens up your breath. And you also get the antioxidants from it as well. So uh, good stuff there. Now let's talk about kind of your, your ideal client. So you've been working with obviously clients all around the world. Um, what kind of client or what what would be, you know, the, the kind of demographic of person that you enjoy working with and helping them improve their health? I love working with anyone who's motivated to make changes. Um, so, you know, I don't really have men, women that I prefer. I tend to work more with women, um, women, you know, 40 to probably 60 or 70 who are going through hormonal changes or who have taken care of kids their entire life and never focused on themselves or taking care of a husband or, or someone else. And, and now it's time to take care of themselves. And so I love working with women because I can, you know, help stress the importance of them giving themselves the self-care that they've given to so many other people Mm -hmm. over the years. So um, I love working with people with cancer. Uh, I really have a passion for that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that's another, but really anyone who wants help and who has tried other things and it, like I said earlier, is feeling hopeless 
or that, you know, there's nothing they can do because I, I, I say this all the time. There's always something we can do. Like I'm so committed when I work with my clients, I never give up. I just, I'll keep going and I'll keep trying to help them to support and guide them in figuring out what is their underlying issue and what do they need to do to heal because I, I don't want people, because once you lose hope, it's hard to heal. So yeah. just, um, you know, I, I love to encourage people and support them and um, pray with them and pray for them and just really encourage them to stay on track, not to give up and do these things that can really make a huge impact in their life because there's so many things that are in our control you know, and, and becoming their own health advocate. I used to be a lawyer. And so um, advocacy is in my my training and just something that I love to do. So I encourage my clients because I had to become my own health advocate. That's what led to the career change. Um, and so it, I encourage my clients to become your own health advocate, get copies of all your labs, look at them, you know, and always uh, question what you're being told. Don't just accept opinions or diagnoses, like question, do your research, you know, and, and really advocate for yourself and, and follow your own instincts. Because what I've seen so many times over and over is a lot of times my clients know what's going on with them or a mom knows what's going on with the kid. They might not be agreed with by whoever they're seeking for help, but they're usually right because they're there with them every single day. Like you're in your body. You know what you're experiencing. So don't let anyone tell you that your symptoms aren't real or that you can't have, you know, those symptoms or there's too many, you know, so, you know, don't let them blow you off. Basically, if you, if you think something's wrong, then keep pursuing, keep pursuing answers. Don't give up stay hopeful and you know, keep looking for answers because I truly believe they're out there. Yeah. So good. And so you guys are listening to Melissa, former lawyer, mother of two sets of twins. If you've had twins or, you know, twin moms, you know that that's quite a challenge. So she's been through a lot with all of that. Uh, turned her life around. She struggled with a lot of health issues. We talked about that uh, on, a, on, a, on a past video that we did. Um, and she is now in the trenches working with people day in, day out, helping people. And I just want to acknowledge you for being an inspirational source of hope for so many people and just an empathetic guide to help people really fulfill their, their, their health goals. And so you're doing a fantastic job out there helping people. And if you're out there listening and you, you want help, you want to work with somebody that has a heart, passion, and knowledge like Melissa, you can reach out to her uh, right through our website. We'll have a link in the show notes as well. And her email is melissa at drjockers.com. So I trust her with my family. I trust her with, uh, you know, basically anybody I would, I, would, I would come across, I would trust Melissa to be able to help coach them and lead them in the right direction. So she's fantastic. Melissa, any final words of inspiration for our audience here? Well, I think I just said a lot, but <laughs> you just don't give up. You know, just keep looking for answers, have hope. And like 
I would love to guide you if you're looking for somebody with empathy and compassion and also um, a lot of grit and um, commitment to helping you find answers. I'd love to help you just reach out and um, we'll get started. All right. Sounds great. And so for those of you guys listening, remember you're more valuable than you think you are. So start taking action today to improve your health and we'll see you on a future podcast. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on, or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.